van Engeland, die Keiman. Welcome to the third and goal review show. The Cardinals further confirmed their postseason credentials with a 17-10 win over the 49ers. The Bills pushed the Chiefs to one side with ease, and Matty put Zach on ice as the Falcons ease past the Jets. Dan, Rob, London week one, how great was it? Incredible. Yeah, it was brilliant. It was great to see NFL live in the flesh. It wasn't a wonderful game. I'm sure Rob doesn't care because he's got the result. Um, but no, it was, uh, it's been great to meet with so many people that we've been talking to, I guess, over the time and each other. And yeah, and just to actually be part of that atmosphere and that again is, is great. We can't knock it. Yeah, it was, yeah, I echo that. Um, you know, being a Falcons fan, went down there on Saturday, as you guys know, and went to the Admiralty, which the, was the Falcons pub, and uh, had way too many beers in there. Um, was actually worried about what state I might wake up in on Sunday, but I was actually all right. Nothing a Weatherspoon's breakfast didn't sort out on Sunday morning. Um, Although, but yeah, I wouldn't miss the Falcons' first down screech, I tell you. Oh, Christ. That was awful. That was absolutely awful. Still, oh, you got the sound there, Dan, for anyone that hasn't heard it? Oh, I have somewhere here. Let's see if we can play it, shall we? Not sure. Oh, so, I, I, I don't know what that is. Game pass in the background. <laughs> Every Falcon's first down, and there was a few of them, to be fair to them, was greeted with this. That That's enough. Atlanta Falcons. First down. God. What a night. What? <laughs> it started so well. It started so well. The teams come out. <laughs> Catherine Jenkins national anthem. The American ladies sing the anthem on the roof. Fed- fly by the fireworks. It was fantastic. Samuel Jackson with a hype video on yeah. the screen. Enjoyed that. And then that screech came out, and I couldn't get to the bar queue quick enough, to be honest. <laughs> I loved it. I loved every minute. I mean, from like the third play, though, wouldn't it? There was a dodgy rough in the parcel on the third play on your first drive, I think it was, and that just set the tone for the game. That could have been a a real difference swinger there. Um, it was a poor call. I don't know what you guys think, but from where I was, it looked, I might have seen since. I think it was quite a poor call. Well, I've seen varying things on it. Um, I guess one of those things as a fan trying to stay objective because I hate it when people miss a call all and want it in their favour because it was their team. So I always try and stay objective and um I suppose it's one of those it could have gone either way. I mean I wouldn't have been up in arms over it if it had not been called, mm. that's for sure. Well let's go let's go to this London game first then. I mean uh obviously you guys want a, a proper chat about it. So um obviously you started there with that call but Thoughts on the game as a whole? So you didn't, Dan, you didn't think it was the greatest game? I personally quite enjoyed it. I think um, the Jets were abysmal, but I think they're abysmal anyway. Um, what do you think, guys? Um, well, I know Dan's just had to uh, run off for his kids. Um, so I guess I'll, uh, I know you asked him first, but I guess I'll jump in there. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I, I enjoyed it, Fred. Like you said, um, maybe if I was watching two other teams, or not the Falcons, maybe I'd have agreed with Dan and thought it weren't that great. Um, but I don't know, I, I I really enjoyed it, maybe because, you know, I think first half we did 
what we needed to do. We got down the field. Um, took us a long time to get there. And I think when you've got a long opening drive, not to get a touchdown was maybe disappointing. I hate having long drives where you get most of the length down the field and then end up kicking a field goal for just three points. I think you've seen a lot of that with the Falcons as well, haven't you, in recent times? And it's silly penalties. You give it away, you know, so close to the end zone and uh, you are getting that field goal, aren't you? So, Yeah, I mean, to be fair, our red offense last few weeks has been better. Um, mm. But, you know, like I say, I was disappointed not to get touched down with the length of the drive and the time it took. But first drive to put three points on the board, I'm not going to complain at that. And then... Um, it was about seeing what the Jets came out and did and you know we, we got them three and out um, and to be fair the Jets had a terrible terrible day particularly in the first half um, 40 yards of offence wasn't it in the first half I mean you got two quarterbacks in different modes didn't you really you got Matt Ryan you look at his last three games eight touchdowns no interceptions Wilson, 44 yards of offense in that first half. I mean, you know, worlds apart in terms of organization. Yeah, and I felt pretty comfortable going into half time um, because of that. I mean, Zach Wilson didn't seem to be able to throw the ball off, get any, you know, his accuracy seemed off. Um, like you say, they, they weren't moving the ball around well. They were struggling to pick up yardage and first down. So I was pretty comfortable. Um, second half, obviously, they stepped it up a little bit and the Falcons nearly falconed it. Um, or that's how I felt watching it. Um, but to be fair, I'd, you know, when you're in the NFL, I'd, because of the way the game is, it's not often that you see one team dominate from start to finish. Um, and I don't probably disagree with the scoreline the books had against Miami this week, but um, <laughs> you know, it's not rare to see one team be on top in one quarter or one half and then momentum swing or some mistakes creep in or some complacency or whatever. And um, the other team then can start picking points up. And that's one of the great things about the sport. Um, but I'm glad that we sort of learned the lessons of you know, I said last week we should have definitely won that Washington game and we didn't because when the pressure was on us, we then switched off and Washington were growing into the game and rather than stand up and get the stops we needed or the yardage we needed, we switched off and, and let them back into it and it was good to see that we didn't do that. Um, particularly did though. I mean, you know, it was closer than it should have been. Yeah, but I mean, what I sort of mean is that, um, you know, they get within three points of us. Uh, it's 2017 at the time. And I was thinking if, if we don't get any points here or a touchdown here, then, you know, they're going to get the ball back. And this is Falcons all over. We've seen it plenty of times before. But how did we respond? We went down, we got a touchdown and made it 27-17. And suddenly, you know, I'm breathing a huge sigh of relief. We kept them to a field goal um, with 30 seconds left and they have to kick an onside kick and you wouldn't have bet that the Jets, Wilson and their offence would have then been able to go down there and, and get a touchdown to win the game. Although I might have betted on the Falcons' defence to let them do that. Um, <laughs> I was glad to see as you know, we did what needed to be done when the pressure was on and that's not something that we've been able to say about the Falcons for for a few years now. Um, but yeah, beyond that, you know, credit to our offensive line. Um, 
I've given them some stick on here um, before, especially, you know, the first week Jalen Mayfield looked like a frightened rabbit. You can see he's getting better all the time, still not great. They didn't allow a sack on Matt Ryan all day. Um, the Jets did get plenty of pressure on him. Um, and Ryan either got the ball away or, as Dan's already mentioned, with that roughing the passer call, there were penalties on the play which brought it back, but we didn't allow them to get an actual registered sack. And the Jets were tied fourth in the NHL with 13 sacks heading into week five, so need to give our offensive line some credit there. Matt Ryan, uh, no touchdowns, uh, no touchdowns, no interceptions in the last three weeks. Uh, and he went 33 of 45 passing for two touchdowns. Godrell Patterson, um, what a guy. Plays everywhere, even for a pass. Yeah, a bad one. Well, out of bounds. Uh, <laughs> for 54 yards, caught seven passes for 60 plus yards, I think. Um, one of the greatest things I saw all weekend was a group of Jets were in front of me and one was had definitely had too many beers. He was full Jets fan when the Jets had the ball and he was full Cordell Patterson fan when the Falcons had the ball. Uh, he had a <laughs> team and every time Patterson... To be fair, that was a bit like me sat there so, <laughs> with four Jets fans. I, I kind of switched. Yeah. Couldn't tear for the Falcons but, he was... but then I, I wallowed in there dismay at how bad the Jets were so I just reveled in it. So Yeah, well he was a Jets fan and every time Cordell Patterson... Oh first down or or whatever he was jumping up cheering like it was well, hilarious um, did you know there was a time midway through the third quarter and i don't know if it stayed that way at the end i haven't looked cordell patterson was 0 for one in passing attempts mm-hmm. and still had a better passer rating than zach wilson <laughs> now i haven't checked out how it ended but that was about midway through the third quarter and he was 0 for one and still had a better passer rating than zach wilson <laughs> I believe it you mentioned Jalen Mayfield, Rob, but he wasn't the only rookie to have a, a good game, was he? Carl Pitt's uh, breakout yeah, game, finally. Catches 119 yards, one touchdown. To be fair, I think all of our tight ends had a good day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mentioned last week how I was concerned for our passing game with Gage still being out injured and Ridley not travelling for personal reasons. Um, and all the tight ends stood up. You know, Hurst had four catches for 40 yards. Yeah, he had a fumble. Lee Smith had three catches for 30 yards. Um, and I think Lee Smith is, or has already smashed his uh, personal record for catches in a season, which I think was 10. Um, and he got a touchdown pass as well a few weeks ago when, you know, when you've got people like Hurst and pits there and you're throwing touchdown passes to your blocking tight end and I thought god is this what it's come to but you know Smith had a good day as well um <clears throat> it's a shame about his fumble at the time it um it came into the game because you know I felt like we just um had the interception that was our chance to go and put a potential nail in the Jets coffin and um, then to to fumble the football and um, give them the ball back. I felt that was unfortunate. And obviously, Mike Davis fumbled as well later on. Um, generally, our defense, the Jets' defense had a bad day, really. You know, our offense seemed to be getting free at will. There were passes being thrown to, to players who 
didn't have a man within um, you know five yards of him. Um, and I think it was probably a good matchup for us overall this week. And the Jets were riding high on confidence after beating the Titans. Um, but as it turned out, the, the Jets that I wanted to turn up turned up. Defence was poor. They couldn't stop us. Zach Wilson had a bad game. We looked pretty good throughout. Um, but I mean, it, that was the key for me, what you just said there. Sorry, Rob. I think the Falcons team we saw was probably slightly better than the Falcons team we thought we'd see. Is that fair? We know they're not wonderful, but they've got a few playmakers and, yeah, the O-line stepped up and did okay. And they were kind of what you'd expect them to be on the day, right? Yeah, I think, yeah, one thing that I'm noticing is that from the start of the season, um, we are getting better every week. And we're not getting massively better every week, but we're trending in the right direction. And Fine. Um, so- but yeah. on that same token, would you say that was the Jets team you expected to see? Because for me, they was way off on both sides of the ball. For me, that's way exactly off. what I thought. I thought the yeah. win last week was an anomaly. Yeah, no, I think so. I think, you know, the Jets aren't a great football team, are they? But yeah, nothing worked for them on offence, nothing worked for them on defence. So, yeah. Last quarter, they opened the plays up. They played everything short. The, the passing was horrendous. Their defence... I mean, you were missing every receiver you had. Yet, you've just said here how well your tight ends done, Pitts, Hurst and Smith. Mm. They were just taking dump downs, five, six yards. And Patterson had probably near 20 catches, didn't he? It felt like it anyway, watching it. Seven, I think. It just felt like they gave you everything <coughs> short. They didn't do anything to try and negate that. And yet, that was all you had coming into the game. It was like there was almost no plan or scheme there on it. Yeah, and I think... Um... You know, Pitts was one of those players for the first four weeks, and it was like, we've not really seen this breakout yet. And, you know, we know tight ends can take some time to um, get used to the NFL and maybe even a couple of years until they start performing to the level where they're expected to. Um, but it was perfect for him because, you know, they, they weren't, you know, you'd have thought maybe without... Um, Ridley engaged there that maybe they'd start like double covering pits, but you know he was he was free at every opportunity as well, and you know they just, they did make it so easy for us. One thing when I watch the Falcons compared to other teams is how easy other teams can make plays look on offense, how easy they can move the chains when they needed to, and the Falcons always make it look so difficult and it's so frustrating. But on Sunday it wasn't like that, you nope. know. Dan, I'll come to you on this because you'll be a little bit more objective, although I think Rob's been very fair, to be fair. Um, but in terms of where these two organisations are going to go this season from here, personally, I think just drown the Jets, drown the organisation, sink it, scrap it off, <laughs> just scrap it out of the league. But what do you, where do you see these two going from here for the rest of the season, having seen them live on Sunday? As I said, I didn't think... I thought I'd see a better Jets team than what turned up. Um, so that worried me somewhat. Um, I can't see either of them setting the, the NFL alight. Um, I think the Falcons, as Rob said, showed promise and were better than I expected. And you take into that, they've still got to put one of the best wide receivers in the league back in that side and a capable number two in in Russell Gage and Ridley coming in. 
Um, I think they're starting to get their fundamentals and simple stuff together. So, Falcons, maybe an outside chance of nicking 500, although you can't have 500 now, but you get me drift. Um, yeah, Jets have got to take all they can get. Um, now I was surprised by the Jets. I was a bit disappointed by the Jets, to be honest with you. And I don't know if it's because I was sat and my experience of the game was with Jets fans. Does that make sense? Yeah. But um, they weren't pleased. And I guess that factors in somewhat as well. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I can't see either of them troubling the, the top echelons of the NFL in the playoffs, particularly. I guess the only positive for the Jets is week five, new coach, new QB, ripped out a lot of parts of the roster. Um, but it looks like from the two times I've seen them, well, two and a half times I've seen them in full this year, because um, I watched a lot of the Panthers game as well, it looks like a worse Jets setup than what they had last year by, and that's saying something to me anyway. But we'll move on to happier, better teams. Should we go to, uh, where do you want to go next? Should we go Arizona? Is that your Can game? That's your game, isn't it? Or my oh, game? Yeah, so we'll go, 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 go Buffalo first and go Buffalo. Okay. Kansas City, Buffalo. 1.20am, Sunday night, UK time. After we'd all been at the pub since 9am, Sunday morning. Didn't see a lot of the game, if I'm honest with you. <laughs> I didn't see a lot after the sunset, to be honest with you. Um, what I have seen... Yeah... We spoke, didn't we, Rob, last week on the predictions and all three of us went, Bill's winning, and all three thought, I don't know about yourself, Fred, but we said we thought we'd be the only one picking the Bill's winning. We thought we would be the outsider. As it turns out, all three of us went, Bill's winning. Um, and with good cause by the end of it, um, 38-20 is, I guess, as comprehensively as you're going to win against the Chiefs, unless you're called Tampa, um, especially in the Chiefs' back garden. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's Mahomes, two touchdowns, two interceptions is not what you come to expect. Only 33 from 54. Um, but for me, it was Josh Allen, 315 yards on 15 attempts. He, he had a, a number of rushes as well to keep him moving. Uh, and Dawson Knox has apparently evolved as the tight end that the league needs. I mean, there's one every year, isn't there? Last year was Robert Tonyan and Logan Thomas came from nowhere. and uh, Dawson Knox appears to be it now. Three receptions, 117 yards and a touchdown, which I don't think anybody would have predicted that going into the game from anybody. Um, yeah, no, no. We thought we'd be surprised. But then all three of us predicted the Bills to win, so are we really surprised? Mm. I don't know. Chiefs um, are two and three. Hmm. I think there's problems with those, the Chiefs. I do for all that offensive talent. You know, as I said before about the offensive line, that defense, that secondary's not looking good at all, is it really? Um, and I think if you flipped, the, if you threw these two teams into a playoff experience tomorrow, well, the Bills look ready, both sides of the ball, don't they? The Chiefs just look confused, and everything that went for them in terms of not of getting away with potential penalties, which may have been penalties, or you know, Mahomes digging him out of holes or just doing enough to win games, all those things which were real 50-50s that kept coming off for them in previous, in the last year and before, yep. aren't coming off for them now, are they? I mean, that's No, and now they've lost. Uh, Edward Zelaya has gone on to IR as well mm-hmm. now. So, okay, he's not, you know, you know I love a running game and they don't need a running game. They've got Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. 
but they need a running game to allow those guys the space to do their job. Um, and Edward Zolaire is capable of that. It, they'd probably be better off with a better one, but they're never going to use them. So um, I'm intrigued to see how that changes it because they could become very one-dimensional, which makes them not say easier to defend against. They're not easy to defend against, but easier perhaps is the answer, which I guess it's a lot of pressure. Their defense isn't wonderful. It's a lot of pressure going into every game, knowing you've got to put up 35 plus points to mm. win. Um, and I think we're seeing the result this year of perhaps a knock on from the Super Bowl. Tampa showed teams that you can get them, you can beat them. Do you know Buffalo didn't blitz Mahomes once in that game? Not once. They got pressure with the four man rush and they took all the passing options away from him. They had nowhere to go with the ball. Uh, and that's exactly what Tampa done in the Super Bowl. They was able to get pressure with the defensive line only, and Mahomes didn't have a one-on-one matchup out wide on Hill. He didn't have Kelsey running a slant uncovered. Uh, they just Buffalo just done that. They just took that away from him. And I think we're seeing three defeats in five games, three to four defeats in six if you count the Super Bowl uh, for the Chiefs. Teams are maybe starting to to figure that out a little bit. In terms of golf between the sides, Dan, I mean, this is one of the first game really that Chiefs haven't looked like being in from a, looking just looking at the scorecard. You know, bar the first quarter, Buffalo have always been fairly comfortably in front in the game, haven't they? And where against the Chargers, it was a bit back and forth. And, you know, other games have been back and forth. They've actually been beaten quite comfortably, haven't they? Yeah, so I had, I'll be honest, so I haven't watched too much of it, but the Bills didn't look troubled at all within the game. Um, led in the first seven points more in the second. They was the only team to score in the third and, and matched them in the fourth. So, and no, not one quarter was they outscored by Kansas. And now I bet there's not many games that that happens, especially at Arrowhead. Will the Chiefs bounce back? What do you reckon? We just see them ending up two and three. I don't think many anybody would have had them at two and three mm. at the start of the year. I didn't. No, I don't think. We just see them ending up the year. We said about the Jets and Falcons, what happens with them for the rest of the year? <laughs> Bills are probably now favourites for the, the AFC yeah. and making the Super Bowl, I guess, because there's not a lot else out there. So where do Kansas fit in now? It gets a lot easier for them, doesn't it? Until Tampa from here. That's the, thing. the Chiefs have had a horrendous schedule, really. Mm. They've had a very tough schedule. Probably one of the toughest in the NFL. I mean, they go Washington, they go Titans, they go Giants. So in reality, that should be three wins without question. Then Green Bay, you'd expect them to beat Green Bay, but that would be a better game, won't it? And then we've we got it's probably Steelers. Maybe we it does get easier. It gets so much easier from here. But they are a mess defensively and they're a mess with the O-line. You know, it's not these are quite big issues which teams can expose with good planning. You know, it's not as if they're not performing such offensively, although, you know, they only put up 20, which is low for them. There, there are, stru- you know, systemic issues here. That's the difference, isn't it, for me anyway. What about you, Rob? Um, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I agree. You know, the start of the season that they've had, um, the Browns, Ravens, Chargers, not an easy three games to to start off with. Um you know, Washington, they should beat them, but, you know, who knows? In the Chiefs are sort of becoming that sort of team now where, you know, like Dan says, 
are people starting to work them out and how did Atlanta give the books the blueprint to beat them in the Super Bowl? And uh, that's Miami, wouldn't it? You gave them the blueprint for that first and quarter and a half. And now everybody else has, has sort of, you know, cottoned onto that. But you know, Washington have got a decent defense if they can um, put pressure on Titans. You know, you know, you'd have thought the way the Chiefs have started the season and the Titans of last year against that Chiefs defense that. They might cause them some trouble, but you know the Titans are hit and miss as well at the moment. Um, you'd expect them to beat the Giants. The way things are at the minute, I won't put it past the Packers to beat them. Um, so I've got to play the Chargers again, obviously. So yeah, it's, I'd expect them to pick up here, and they're going to get more wins than they are losses throughout the rest of the season, and they're going to make the playoffs. But um, it's been a disappointing start for them, that's for sure. Absolutely. Well, talking about a team now that has done better than well than anyone anticipated, I'm sure. Going over nope. to uh, no, do you have them five and zero at this point, Arizona? Oh, maybe not five and zero, but I had them doing well. Let's have a look. You did. You backed them more than we did, certainly. No, I had them and two. Three and two. <laughs> not not too much more then. So, I had yeah. twelve and five on the year. I think that's still realistic as well from where they are. Well, started very well, haven't they? Realistically, I mean, they've had they've had some tough games as well, Cardinals. Let's not forget that. Um, different sort of win, really, this week uh, against the San Francisco 49ers. And we're so used to seeing Kyler Murray absolutely shine and put up big points, but um, it was very different. It was a, obviously a debut. Well, I say debut as the first start, really, for um, Trey Lance as well. And it's a difficult game to come into. Um, for him, because that Arizona defense have made improvements over the off season as well. Um, mm-hmm. And does he fit into that Shanahan style of, you know, I think what people have said about Jimmy Garoppolo prior to the season is he's a game manager, and they sort of look to use Lance as a game manager. And I don't know if it really, I don't know lots and lots about Trey Lance, but I don't know if that really looks to be his style. And you know, they're sort of mixed messages coming out of that game in terms of <clears throat> how Shanahan perceived his performance. I think overall he was a little bit, he was reasonably complimentary, but, um, you know, he's also used Lance as the, as the chief rusher as 89 yards. It was a bit of a confusing, confusing debut. And I didn't quite trust him enough throwing the ball from me um, early on, but his completion rate is okay. So he's just over 50%. He's had 30 attempts. You can't say he's not had a, a fair crack there. Um, I mean, I don't know if anyone has a bit more background on Trey Lance than I do in terms of what he did in college and how he used to play, but that doesn't seem to really fit with what I've read and what I've seen in terms of clips. Um, Carla Murray still did okay yards, well, he's 239 yards. He didn't really use his feet too much, or he tried seven times and got one yard, so didn't get too far. Um, it's difficult to put up big points against the San Francisco 49ers defense. Let's be realistic. And I think the important thing from a Arizona perspective was definitely to come away from, uh, you know, with, with the win and obviously DeAndre Hopkins touchdown, James Conner rushing touchdown. Um, one down Moore's catch. Mm. Did you see the sideline catch one down Moore? Has? Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> Phenomenal. Phenomenal catch. He was being wrestled like shirt swap wrestled. Broke off the guy, grabbed it, and still managed to get both toes down. Uh, fantastic play. 
these are the things that are going to make big differences in these tight games as well, aren't they? You know, it's a divisional game as well. Um, takes Arizona to five and zero, and San Francisco now minus Kittle as well. It's a two and three. It's a bit of a you know, you're starting to see this NFC West shape up a little bit here, really, in terms of you've got the Cardinals, you've got the Rams, just pulling away a little bit. And it's yeah. uh, it's interesting. It's still very early days, and there's still, you know, still lots of time for any issues to be fixed. I mean, Jimmy G will be back fairly soon, and if that's who Shanahan wants to go with, and he wants that control, and we know exactly what he offers, and everyone knows what he offers, but he still does it pretty well. I think it takes a lot of criticism, but I think does control games reasonably well, Jimmy G, and you know exactly what you're getting. Um, but also the loss of Kittle again, I think he's on an IR now, isn't he? So yep. you know, they got bye week this week, so it's one less missed game hmm. rather than the three. But I think Kyler Murray's usage is what's interesting me because we spoke before about his rushing ability and how last year they was affected when he had that injury and he wasn't rushing to his potential. He seemed to be ducking out of bounds or sliding that two, three yards earlier than he had done during the year. Um, last year, he averaged over the year 6.2 yards of rush. Yeah. This year, he's averaging 3.7. And his attempts are nowhere near where they were. I mean, he had, I think it was three games over 100 yards rushing last year. He hasn't got over 39 so far this year. He had 14, 15 attempts in some games. He hasn't passed seven mm. this year. So, it's almost like that time, whether it, that's them scheming a little bit to protect him, they've had the injury and saw how it affected him, and mm. now they're going, all right, let's protect you and use you when we need to. I think the Bills did that a bit with Josh Allen when they first made the playoffs. Everyone was talking about his running ability, his running ability, they didn't. They made the playoff game and they let him go and run with the ball, and yeah. It, yeah. it didn't quite work out for him. But I think that time with Kyler Murray being injured, I think during the offseason, it seems that they have they know they can't rely on the, the dualness necessarily as much as they had done quite as heavily as they had done mm-hmm. um, and it seems like they tweaked their game plans a little bit to know that they're improving elsewhere but still have that in their locker when they need it they just haven't had to pull it out of the bag just yet in my eyes and they're protecting him a little bit which is only going to be good for the kid in the long run right well definitely and you look at these you know four of these five games they've had a test I'm not going to count the Jags as a test although they were losing to the Jags weren't they um, but you know Titans okay it's not the Titans of last year but still week one you you worry about that fixture you expect a good game but they've beaten the Vikings it would cut Cousins can put up a lot of points so you know I'd argue that's a good game um, to win I think obviously beating the Rams is, is the best one out of the lot by far but you know to go to a well-organised 49ers albeit missing a couple of names you go to the Browns next week and the Browns are under a lot of pressure um, to probably get a win even though it's early doors but they've only won the two um, they'll be fired up they come out there 6-0 and and things look a little bit easier from there on in having had a tough tough start I think I don't know what are your thoughts Rob so far on Arizona yeah, I mean, I agree with what Dan's saying. I mean, we all know why <clears throat> the lifespan of a running back, for example, is is not great because they're getting beat up all the time. And if you've got a mobile quarterback that's getting, you know, that relying on them and they're getting beat up, then the potential for them to have a career until they're 85, like a pocket packer like Tom Brady, then um, <laughs> is is slim. So uh, it, Tom Brady had 13 times the amount of rush yards Kyler Murray did this week, I have, you know. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that's a very specific stat he had 
he had one run for 13, and it, he himself in his press conference should have probably been 30, but he's the master at turning 30 into 13 when it comes to rushing. <laughs> he can uh, take a few more knees now this year, can't he? He's affordable. Yeah. He wants to keep that 1,000-yard rushing career, doesn't he? So, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Rob. That's all right. Thanks for the stat. But, um, <laughs> yeah, you know, are you going to last have as long a career as if you were just a pocket passer? So it sort of makes sense to protect him. And when you've got people like... DeAndre Hopkins and obviously Rondale Moore, the rookie this year. Um, why not? Why not? Would you not want to throw to them? Um, but yeah, you know, Trey Lance, you know, people sort of said that, you know, it'd make a huge difference to Kyle Shanahan's offense in San Francisco. Um, I think he gave it everything he had in his first career start, but, um, you know, in his rushing performance, sort of helped them but as a passer he wasn't effective he wasn't good on short passes deep passes um so yeah he struggled struggled there a little bit um but yeah the cardinals look like a good team um the 49ers did manage to upset murray a little bit in the pocket um and that probably disrupted the play and maybe a reason why they managed to keep them to 17 points but you know the Cardinals would be delighted with the start that they've had um, and they've got a tough matchup against the Browns next week moving on just a couple of other games really so I mean a man who we've all denied as a dual threat puts up 500 yards last night and beats a Colts side that is shot itself in the foot in reality I think I think I don't know if you've seen that game I saw the game in 40 this morning and they just just committed suicide out there it was dreadful um, but Lamar Jackson 37 to 43 for 442 yards and 62 yards rush and he threw a couple of bombs as well I mean you know he gets ignored for his passing but you can't ignore 442 yards chasing a game putting up 16 points he's, in that last quarter he's fifth ranked in the lead for passing and eighth ranked in the league for rushing yeah. Which is a testament to, yeah. Yeah, Indeed. phenomenal performance by him. I've not seen the game yet. It is on my list of games to watch back. But I'm We're not... all still too tired and hungover, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I've not, uh, not seen much uh, Yeah, beyond half uh, halfway through the late games, to be honest. Um, but yeah, it's definitely... A game that I want to go back and have a look at, and you know, Mark Andrews had a great game as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can't argue with Lamar Jackson's stats in that game. Just out of this world, really. And someone that will get forgotten. It was a good game for Carson Wentz as well. You know, against a good defense, and he's thrown four hundred and two yards. It was actually he's had a very shaky start to the season at times and I think you know it's a good game for him and he's still not quite 100% fit but nice to see him go put up some yards even in a losing cause but none of that was his fault you know this was uh, this was down to the Colts and um, just all round efforts there for me um, obviously Tampa put Miami away comfortably made a mess of that highly rated defence that organisation is uh, yeah it was a non-contest that one right hmm back to where it should be and struggling. Packers-Bengals, very close game. Good win for the Packers in overtime. 
And uh, did you see, just out of curiosity, Davis Money Mills stats against the Patriots? Yes. <laughs> Talking about rookie rookie QB of the year, while well, he's he's up there, 312 yards, three touchdowns, no interception. It was pretty good. Um, certainly had me worried. Um, from a more encouraging point of view, from a Patriots point of view, actually a question a little bit just like you see Mac chase a game and go and win one and he actually did and it's only the Texans but it's another tick in the Mac Jones box who had another competent game 23 from 30 231 yards um any other games you guys want to talk about that we haven't talked about Seahawks Rams or is there anything else you want to cover off really <clears throat> just on that point Fred I hmm. assume it was you who on our Twitter uh on the 12th of September before the season kicked off Put a poll out about the yeah. first round. He's been blowing his own trumpet, isn't he? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, who's the most NFL ready? And at that point, 56% went Trevor Lawrence, 20% mm-hmm. went Mac Jones, 12% said Zach Wilson, and 6% said Trey Lance. Um, now, eight hours ago, somebody posted um, another poll. It wasn't me, Robert. It wasn't me. Yeah, I thought it was Fred, to be honest. I didn't think it was you, Dan. Uh, and that sort of flipped on its head now. 67% voted for Matt Jones. Um, That's Fred, Fred's wife, Fred's mum. Yeah. <laughs> got my kid a Twitter account. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know many Twitter accounts Fred's got. Um, Zach Wilson, 0% of the vote after his performance in London. Um, so, yeah, I just want to bring that up. Uh, games... For me, Eagles beating Panthers. I think we've all praised the Panthers as they went off to a 3 0 start. They're now 3 and 2. Um, throwing a game away after, you know, they had a 12 point lead, had plenty of second half mistakes. Yep. Sam Arnold, horrific game, threw three interceptions. And the Panthers aren't good enough to win games if the quarterback's throwing three interceptions in a game. Uh, there's not as good many... as Chuba Hubbard was the other day. I watched a lot of that game. Um, they're missing CMC, aren't they? They need the outlet. You know, Sam wouldn't have needed to throw three interceptions if he had CMC beside him, for me. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Being without CMC, we spoke about this last week and said he could have been a difference maker against the Cowboys. Um, but like we said last week, every team's got their injury problems and players missing for whatever reason. Uh, mm-hmm. So you've got to go with with um, what you've got. But they look like a team which are going downhill rapidly um, at the moment. And then Browns-Chargers, another game which I've not seen but is on my watch list. It's uh, great. Watch it. I've watched mm-hmm. that one. Yeah, definitely. I think they're both... You know, Have you seen the final touchdown? Yes, sir. Do you, are you aware of this, Rob? No, I've not seen it yet. Brilliant. The Browns pushing Eckler into the um, the end zone so they get another go at the ball. My favourite reaction, and it's Keenan Allen, who's like clapping out of confusion, thinking, oh God, they've got another minute to throw the ball at us now. And he's sort of half clapping the touchdown and Eckler trying desperately not to score the touchdown. Brilliant. Yeah, a bit like, was it was it Freeman that done it for you last year, but got to the one yard and then went, yeah. <laughs> oh no, I've got to stop, and just stumbled into the end zone on his own. Yeah, Todd Gurley, that. Yeah, Todd that Gurley, was... that's it. Yeah. Horrific. Grab Eckler and throw him into the end yeah, zone. Yeah, they literally toss him in the end zone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on, score against us. Like, score against us, but we can go again. Yeah. And then Keenan Allen's reaction is just. Which, to, but to be fair, in the heat of the moment in a game where your job is to stop someone scoring, to have the awareness and the know how to actually go, no, we need this guy to score, is 
probably good testament to coaching and yeah. some of the players there there that have noticed that. So I'll give them their dues for that in the end. That they realised and the, the their best chance of winning the game was to concede at that stage. That said, though, they made a lot of mistakes in that drive, didn't they? The Browns, in reality, mm. you know, there've been so many defensive errors to get to that point. You know, it was their own the right move by that point, but they made a lot of errors to get there as well. Um, I think these two teams, Fred, you said the Browns desperate for a, <clears throat> a win um, after the start of the pad. I think they'll get one. I think both these teams are can be the real deal. Mm, no, I agree. After, um, before this season started, would have. Probably all said the Bills and Chiefs are a class above everybody else in the AFC, but I think um, these two teams, the Browns and Chargers, are going to make it mega interesting um, in that conference, especially with the struggles that the Chiefs are having. Mm. And then final thing for me was kicking troubles. 13, wasn't it? 13 missed kicks. <coughs> yeah, most in NFL history in a single weekend. Yeah, <coughs> most in the Super Bowl era. Yeah. Uh, Jim... Bengals Green Bay on red zone in the <laughs> uh, it it. and it was seemed to just be kick after kick after kick. I was hoping so badly for a Bengals win because I had the most annoying Packers fan in front of me who was just screaming and shouting abuse at the Bengals and then bursting into tears when the Packers missed theirs and then screaming abuse at the Bengals and I was just like, <laughs> I thought the Bengals shut him up big time. I think part of why the Colts lost their game, Rodrigo Blankenship's kick him as well. You know, it's cost a lot of games for a lot of teams, didn't it? They were kicking troubles. But yeah, other than that, like and Atlanta said, got by. They didn't even take a kicking net to London, did they? Hey, <laughs> <laughs> uh, two step ladders and a soccer goal net chucked over together, and they kind of makeshifted it together. Sandbags down the weight it on, so it didn't come off. And who needs a kicking net, eh? Who needs one when you've got young, young like you? Well, Aye. yeah, that helps, I guess. But yeah, other than that, what a great weekend! Had a great time, sort of good. I'm not going there uh, next weekend again. Just soak up the atmosphere. But me too. But my liver and sleep deprivation couldn't cope again. Your liver? You're drinking a can of beer now. <laughs> <laughs> I just got to keep the top slight. Yeah, and it's it's got withdrawals. I think this is the first time we've ever done a podcast together, and I've got a soft drink. <laughs> they're bad um, one thing I want to look on is the Giants do we think they're done now they're one and four humiliated by the Cowboys and potentially Barkley out and potentially mm. Daniel Jones out as well for a little while um, they've got to be done in there. I mean they weren't that good to start with if they lose <laughs> those two they've got very little hope haven't they yeah I mean they're the Rams next so um, <clears throat> that's not going to end well for them you would have thought nope. Um, then they got the Panthers after that, and then the Chiefs. Um, yeah, it looks nasty, doesn't it? Then the Raiders, and then the Bucks. Uh, yeah, it's you can't see him winning anything, can you? Yeah. Um, I mean, do you see Saquon Barkley's ankle? Like it had an egg in it. It was, you know, horrific, and you know, no luck. Not having any luck is he after coming back from his season out last year? Um, no, nope. relatively innocuous. Looking what happened, wasn't it as well? It was a trouble, wasn't it? And, you know, for it to blow up like that, it's just, yeah, like I said, not having any luck at all, is he? But then, yeah. Done. <laughs> they weren't great, as you said, with Jones and Barkley and, you know, even... Kadarius Tony had a nice game, a <laughs> good game, so that will... Well, he did till he got ejected. What's that? He did till he got ejected. <laughs> of course. 
You know, like as if things aren't bad enough, you your wide receiver four, who's the only one you've got left to actually throw to, decides to throw a punch. A guy who's wearing a helmet. <laughs> I never understand that myself. He did everything. Throw a ball, throw a punch, rush and receive. He had a complete day, didn't he? Steelers win again. No one cares, unless you are <laughs> Steelers fans in the UK. And the Saints beat Washington quite, with the world's most confusing quarterback set up. So it must be an odd week or an even week because they go either way, don't they, every week? Right? <laughs> yeah, it's just wild, isn't it? This is not 15 from 30, four touchdowns, 279 yards. Like, yeah. wow, I couldn't, couldn't write this stuff. Anyway, guys, unless there's anything else you want to talk about, then um, we'll round it off, uh, round it off there. There's yeah, just no. something else I want to add, Fred, before we do go, if I can. <laughs> um, it's not nothing big. It's just to close it out with this. Atlanta Falcons first. <laughs> go. Uh, I've got something actually. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. What well, more serious than that? Yeah, no, it's serious. <laughs> first thing, I want to con- publicly congratulate you, Dan, on our pod uh, for oh, yeah, yeah. winning the five yard rush uh, you, podcast. So well Thank done you, for that. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I don't think that. you'd have got that honour without mine and Fred's guidance along the way. Yeah, um, you've been a great <clears> help. Thanks. But no, in all seriousness, congratulations for that one, mate. You deserve it. Thanks, man. Good and sec- secondly, is because this is our review episode, have you done the league table of standings? No. I've not done the league table of standings, actually. I'll get that to hand, unless anyone has it to hand and wants to... Uh... Oh, I've done it, Fred, but we're not disclosing it on air. That's right, we'll find it. We'll find it. Take a bit of time out. <laughs> um... I haven't shared it, Fred. I've done it. It's still sat on my phone. I haven't shared it. There's a reason I haven't shared it, Fred. Is that because me and Robert winning? Me, me, me and Robert winning. Me, me, me. I gave you the lead you needed to catch up, boys. <laughs> you know, now winning again. Yes, I went with the Jets. I told you at the start of this show, I thought they would have been better than what turned up, and they weren't. They couldn't even beat a shoddy Falcons team with half their best players missing. Go on, Dan. We'll let you. We'll let you tell everyone how the standings are. Well, we all went Bills. We all went Cards. We all got two for two there. You guys. Got lucky and gambled on the Falcons. I thumped for the Jets and we've been so good all year. I missed, yeah. So um, as it stands right now, two this week for me, three for both of you guys. I'm on a total of eleven from fifteen, and you guys are both tied at twelve from fifteen. So um, fantastic. Big week needed. I'm gonna have to have a look this week, see which one I'm gonna pick. Try and see if we can't throw you guys off a bit. Uh, another tough week I think in uh, predictions but we'll see how that goes mm. it won't be the Giants because it'll be whoever they're playing <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not right well, well unless anyone's got any more emotional points or serious points to make then uh, we'll close yes, off yep. I'm good cheers, cheers guys thanks Bye.